Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A A podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, Think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic. A sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. All right, it's the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller and Danny G as we continue. All weekend long here from Super Bowl 57, the iconic Radio Row, and Danny G. No need for a big open right now. No. Because we have a big name here. This guy came on like gangbusters this year in the NFL, and he's slumming with us now. He really did. He he could be in the middle of the desert for four days of darkness, but no, he's at Media Row instead. That's right. Uh, his name, Christian Watkins of the Green Bay Packers, yeah. and he joins us here on the fifth C-Watt hour. See Watt in the house. Yeah. What This year, you, you know, you would admit you, we weren't doing that great, and then all of a sudden, like around, what, week 10, you went gangbusters. Mm-hmm. What happened? Like, what was different at the end of the year for you? Uh, just find, found a little more consistency, you know, found, found that confidence that I needed to play at, play at a high level, uh, and just, just kind of took off. Yeah. And you like you like doing this media stuff here, parading around all the uh, different radio shows and podcasts and all this. Uh, yeah, no, I mean it, it's crazy, uh, it's hectic, it's a lot, but uh, yeah. you know I, I've been enjoying it. I've been enjoying it. Do you have your own podcast yet, or are you doing your own thing, or not yet? Uh, I do not, not yet, not yet. Maybe maybe one day in the future, but but as of right now, no. So you're just starting your career. Are you do you have a vision like down the line? I don't know how long you plan on playing for. Do you want to get into the media or anything like that when you're done, or do you you want to completely leave that in the past? Uh, I mean, I haven't put too much thought in it, into it, uh, but, you know, I, I have a strong passion and love for football. So, uh, you know, I'm sure, you know, once I'm once I'm done, whenever that is, I'm sure I want to I want to be around it some way, uh, some in some some form. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, ben, you said vision. Wrong Packer. He doesn't take ayahuasca. <laughs> he's not doing, he's not doing that. <laughs> what do you what do you think about what's going on with your QB situation? Hey, I'm just I'm just letting him do him and whatever, yeah. whatever he needs to do to, to you know come to a decision and uh, you know figure out what he needs to figure out. Uh, let him do him. It's, I'm not putting too much thought into it. Uh, just just you know controlling what I can control and do, doing what I can do. Now, um, 
Take us behind the scenes. You were obviously a young player, but were, were guys busting his chops on the ayahuasca and all that in the locker room, or they, uh, was that verboten, or were they uh, having a good time with that? Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't think it's anything too crazy. I mean, yeah. if anything, uh, you know, not, not directly to him, but, uh, you know, there, there might have been a few chirps, you know, here and there. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, no, nah, it, it wasn't anything crazy. Uh, you know, I, I don't think uh, anybody was, you know, overwhelmed by, you know, what he had going on. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that uh, – you know, everyone, you know, loves Rodgers. Every, everyone, uh, uh, you know, has a really good connection with him in, in the locker room. So, uh, yeah, nah, we, we, we didn't – we kept that off the field. Was it, was it awkward? Like, because I'm assuming being a receiver and you didn't know where you were going to be drafted, and then you're drafted there and you're like uh, – was, what was it like walking in and dealing with, with a guy who's one of the legends in your sport and your business of football? Uh, yeah, no, nah, I mean, it was crazy. There was definitely a little bit of uh, starstruckness to, yeah. uh, to seeing, you know, seeing him for the first time and, uh, you know, uh, just being on the football field with him. Uh, but, I mean, for me, I just kind of looked at it as, a, as an opportunity to, to grow uh, and, and get better and, and just, you know, be able to pick his brain because, uh, you know, obviously there's, there's not a lot of opportunities uh, out there to, to, you know, play and learn from, you know, a player of his caliber. Absolutely. Now – Let's switch it up and talk about the big headline that happened this week. Kind of trumped the whole Super Bowl thing for a hot minute. KD mm-hmm. coming here to Phoenix for the Suns. I know you're an NBA fan. I see your Kobe shirt. You have good taste. <laughs> Danny, my, my guy Danny's jealous because this guy, <laughs> the biggest Kobe Bryant fan that I know. Yeah. No, oh, I like that shirt. That's a good-looking shirt. And Lakers had a couple of good moves, too. What do you think about the movement going on in the NBA? Uh, yeah, no, actually, uh, I've, I've been pretty busy, so I haven't been able to uh, dive too deep into it. Um, you know, I definitely, I definitely watch the games once it, once they get good a little, a little later mm-hmm. in the season. Uh, but I mean, yeah, no, I, I, like I, a lot of us, when there's no, <laughs> no more NFL games yeah, after no, the yeah, Super Bowl, yeah, we, no, exactly. we switch our attention to the NBA. Uh, exactly, but uh, you know, I haven't, I haven't dove into it uh, too much. But obviously, you know, I've seen that there's been quite a bit of commotion going on with it, so it's been crazy. Yeah, so you you're from Florida, right? You grew up in in Florida, but you went to school in what North Dakota? Is North that right? Dakota so, State. And now now you're in Green Bay. Is uh, what's going? Is it North Dakota versus Green Bay? What uh, better play? Better environment? Uh, not known as party places. Either one of those locations. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, I, I've honestly I've been enjoying enjoying Green Bay a little bit more, only because the winters are a, le- uh, a little bit less harsh. Really? Uh, they, yeah, no. It's, wow. Uh, you know, frozen tundras uh, easier yeah. than when you went to college, huh? Yeah, no, it's yeah. it's definitely definitely a little uh, a little more chilly in, in North Dakota. So I've been, uh, you know, I I don't want to say enjoy, but I, I definitely been enjoying it more than I uh, enjoyed the North Dakota winters. Uh, but I mean, it's it's a small town vibe, and, and you know, I feel like everything revolves around the Packers, so it's a, it's a nice place to be. But growing up in Florida, you used to the warm weather and all that stuff. So yeah. how, how it's got to be crazy for you. Still, you're in college and now in the NFL. You're in like cold, cold places. Have you adjusted over the years? Are you used to it now? Uh, yeah, no, I definitely adjusted. Uh, you know, I don't think I will ever be you know used to it. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I've I've learned to to cope with it. You know, layer up and uh, know that if I step outside, just be outside for as little as possible uh, and, and do what I need to do. But, you know, I, I, I've adjusted. I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting used to it. Yeah. Was that the first time you had ever seen snow? Uh, in North Dakota, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. It was. Were you, yeah. like, trying to maybe get back on the plane and go back to <laughs> <laughs> Like, let me, let me uh, change my, uh, my decision on that. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I, mean I stepped outside uh, when it was snowing for the first time, and I, I enjoyed it for maybe, like, 
three minutes <laughs> yeah and then went inside and haven't enjoyed it since but <laughs> <laughs> no i hear you it's weird my my brother and i grew up in la we do the show from la my brother moved to appleton which is right near green bay and yep. so i went to visit him uh last year actually and i, I was like whoa like, this is a whole a whole different world and all that uh do you, do you go out much or you you mostly just stay at home when you're in green bay i mean have you have you you were there last year do you have your routine down or are you pretty much just a homebody uh, you know, I mean, I've always been a homebody, yeah. uh, you know, even in Tampa, uh, never, you know, got out too much. You know, I enjoy just, uh, you know, chilling, obviously, you know, when I'm when I'm doing, you know, football stuff, when I was doing school stuff, uh, school and football, it was always, you know, super busy. So, you know, whenever I had some free time, I I always enjoyed just, you know, chilling at the crib. Uh, but I mean, if I need if I need to step out. Uh, you know, grab something to eat or, or, you know, find something fun to do in Green Bay. I mean, there's there's stuff to do, so yeah. uh, I, I've enjoyed it. Great cheese. The cheese curds. Yeah, uh, very good. The pizza, not bad. It was some good pizza place. Yeah, the Mars too. Cheese Museum. You talk about that on the podcast. Oh, that's down in Kenosha, though. Oh, that's okay. A, you got to drive down the That's too much Wisconsin. of a drive. Yeah, exactly. Which of your Packer teammates would we find you hanging with the most often? Um, honestly, I would just say the whole wide receiver group. Uh, okay. you know, I feel like the, the entire wide receiver uh, core was, was really tight-knit. Uh, you know, any time, you know, one of us or a couple of us were hanging out, it was, it was honestly all of us. Uh, so, uh, yeah, no, the, the entire wide receiver core was, was, was pretty close. I got to give you credit. Now, Christian Watkins is here. Normally, the way this works, Danny, is you have, like, you hold up a product. Yeah. And, and you're not doing – I love that. You're just here to talk some football and hang out with us and He's all promoting that. promoting Kobe. Look at you know, that. Just, that. I'm, just, I'm just here <laughs> being me. I'm you just, here being me. Yeah? What do you think of all this uh, it's, it's 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 craziness, but uh, it's, it's dope. It's obviously my first time at, at Media Row and, and doing stuff like this before the Super Bowl, so I'm I'm having a good time. Awesome! Well, it's great to meet you. Thanks for yeah, coming who's on. Who's gonna with pick? Us. Who's gonna pick? I, oh, that's right. We got, we are we yeah. are contractually obligated yes. by the powers that be. Do you have an opinion on the the game? Who do you think's gonna win? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, the, I'm I don't you know care too much about uh, who wins. I just want to watch a watch a really good game. Yeah. But right. uh, you know, I just been staying in the NFC. I'm gonna go with the Eagles. Okay. Okay. You cool. gonna uh, you gonna like go to a big party? What's the the plan? You watch by yourself with family? Uh, yeah, no, no. I, I'm just gonna watch it the, at, at home with my fiance. Just you oh, know, nice. Probably make some appetizers, make some food, uh, and, and enjoy the game. You got to break the diet, man. It's the Super Bowl. You got to pick out. I know you're a professional athlete, but you got to live. You got to live yeah, life, I, Christian. You got to yeah, enjoy. I, I can I, I can put on a few pounds, get a little, yeah. get a little bigger. <laughs> exactly, man. You don't have to. <laughs> Worry about what, it for a couple months. What's what? your What's your go to like your favorite Super Bowl food? Ooh, honestly, probably some probably some queso chips and queso. Oh, or, yeah. that's a good or, or like a or like a buffalo chicken dip. All right, one of the two. Yeah. What about the guacamole? They always promote guacamole at this thing. I'm not a big guac <laughs> guy. I'm not. Uh, uh, I, I enjoy guac, but I definitely, I definitely would prefer a, prefer a queso. Yeah, over yeah guac. Queso's, a, that's a solid move. Told you he had good taste. Exactly. All right. Well, Christian, thanks for coming <laughs> by, man. I appreciate it. Good luck to you with the Packers, yeah. and we'll see what happens. Thanks, man. Yeah. yeah thank you. All right. All right. That was very cool. Christian Watkins uh, hanging out with us here on the fifth hour. Yeah. Nice guy. So I guess I now have to be a Christian. Do I have to suck up to him now because he came on the podcast? Yeah. I don't know how this nah. works, Danny. No, no, no. no if he cool. drops a, an important pass next season, you're going to say, this moron dropped the pass. <laughs> no, then, I will. I, yeah, I will absolutely do that. We know and, you. Uh, that we was a good-looking Kobe shirt that he had on. Yeah, that was dope. Now, we have another big name that is popping up here. Uh, we cannot say who. But in the meantime, this being on, the, Brian the Sunday Come podcast. On. Now, this is a great testimonial. To the fans, the P1s, Danny G, in yep. the Maller Militia that love this show. Because I did not promote the mailbag. 
And and I was like, I, I always have this neurosis when I don't promote things. Well, no one's going to send questions. We, we got a bunch of questions in the mailbag, people that do not send them in on Facebook, that emailed them in. And so we'll do some of that right now. I think we should do that right now. What do you say? Let's well, I mean, mini Maller mailbag, and uh, we don't need Ohio Al this week, right? We're good on that. Ohio we- Al, you get the week off to just enjoy the Super Bowl festivities wherever you may be. Exactly. All right. So the mailbag, these are actual questions sent in by actual listeners. If you'd like to be part of the mailbag for next week, you can send your questions in right now. You don't have to wait. Send them in care of realfifthhour at gmail.com. That's realfifthhour at gmail.com. And we may make you podcast famous. And that, boy, who doesn't want to be podcast famous? That is big. That is absolutely big. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Uh, so the first question comes from Pierre in Springfield, Mass., home of the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame. And uh, that is where Muffet McGraw is enshrined. He says, hey, Ben and Danny G. He says, as someone who lives far from civilization, I often struggle doing cost-benefit analysis on whether or not to drive for takeout. 
as a recovering large man, Ben, how far will you go to pick up takeout? The closest, this decent option to me is 20 to 30 minutes away. All right, so that's a great question, Pierre. And, Danny, you can answer this as well. We like a, we like a nice meal. Um, I'm now at the point, since I've started learning how to cook, where I would rather invest the time on having making what I want in, in the kitchen myself. Um, so the answer to the question is no. Uh, I would not drive 30 minutes unless it was, like, rare and appropriate. But if it's something I can go to at any time. Like, I'm here in Arizona. One of my favorite restaurants is from Wisconsin. We had Christian Watkins on, uh, Culver's, which is a Wisconsin chain. I think yeah. it's great. My wife hates it, but I love it. And, uh, and I was like, well, you know, it's, they don't have them in California, so we'll go. We'll hang out. We'll have some of that and all that. But, um, but that's because we're traveling. But at, back, back home, nah, not doing it. What about you, Danny? <laughs> Yeah, especially when you get into a serious relationship, whether or not your girl can cook, that's one thing. And also, and in in your case, Ben, you're a good cook. I'm not. But the farthest my girl will go for food outside of our own kitchen is 10 minutes away. There's a 10-minute rule? It's you a 10-minute ten minute rule. rule. Yeah. It's the fish grill. It's 10 minutes away. you got to get on the freeway to go there. And she acts like that is going to Northern California. Well, and I have to say to Pierre, when I was at my fattest, I'm the guy that we'd be like, you know, I want Taco Bell, but I'd kind of like some fries, and I think I feel like Carl's Jr. fries. Oh, man. So I would go through multiple <laughs> drive You do your own combination. <laughs> yeah. But then I'm like, do I, <laughs> I would like, do I get the Taco Bell first? Do I get the fries first? You know, what do I do? I always would go Taco that Bell is, first. That is a fat-ass move right oh, there. Oh, yeah. Me oh, at my man. heaviest, I could understand that a little bit because I remember going through one drive through and it not being fulfilling because I'm thinking, yeah, but I was also craving this. Yeah, so oh, no, totally. I'll just get a, a short order here, <laughs> and then I'll <laughs> add on to it there. And I think, what's your record? Three places I have at done, one time? I have done three. Yeah. yeah. I have done three. If you've gone over three, you might be on a TV show on the TLC channel with a crane. Yeah. Well, they will have a chance to make some money on that. You can cash <laughs> in on that. All right. Who is next on the mailbag? Uh, we've got Ken. Evan in Kansas, who writes in, he says, Dear Ben and Danny G, cleaning out my shirt drawer last week. Well, that's the kind of thing we need an update on. Oh, man. That, that is what Kevin's doing. He says, I realized how many old school shirts I have and polos I own. He says, T-shirts, polos, and all that. All of them were given to teachers by the school. Uh, that oh, makes okay. me wonder how much company gear you own and what's the nicest company gift you've ever received. So... Yeah, I think yeah. your nicest gift was being here right now. No, yeah, this is probably uh, this is probably up there. But but no, back I'm trying to think, like back in the back in the day. Well, see, we got a backpack that was pretty. It was I got a, a nice lot backpack. Of, I, You've but, gotten more than one. Oh man, I have so many different backpacks. You I have know. you have a Geico backpack. I have. Back in the day. I have. Because every year for the, 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 the these radio stations don't know what to give. They give bags yeah. out every year. You know, you would give bags. bags uh, a f- cell phone charger one year, remember? We got, we got that. The, um, um, the uh, speaker, uh, a Bluetooth oh, speaker. I remember the speaker. Those yeah. are all things Fox has given out. That, I would say the most valuable thing that we, we ever had when I started, when I left San Diego and I was working at the Mighty 690 and they started Extra Sports 1150 in L.A., they had this huge marketing budget. 
And so they, they had this huge campaign. They had, they had billboards up and all this. I was not in any of the billboards. But they gave us for photos, you know those Letterman jackets you'd get in high school? Yeah. Like the really expensive yeah. Letterman jackets with the patches? And so they made, for the radio station, they made a Letterman's jacket. Yeah, it was the right size and everything? Yeah, no, it, it, it fit. I still have right. it. It's still in great shape, and it's held up. And I have, nice, uh, if you want any old T-shirts, uh, hats, any of that, Danny, uh, from radio stations. My wife, we, when we moved the last time, and to you, Kevin, um, she wanted to get rid of that stuff, and I, I, I don't know. I, sh- I should have gotten rid of it, but I, for, I just kind of held on to it. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, I'm the same. I yeah. feel like that's the stuff you need to save. And it's better. That might be better than my number one answer on the board. It, maybe five years ago at our Christmas party, remember when our bosses had the prostitutes up on the second floor? <laughs> Dude, that was a great gift. Well, and that's the gift that keeps giving. Yeah. You know, that's a surprise when <laughs> yeah. you get done with the, uh, the prostitutes. <laughs> yeah. You're like, whoa, wait a minute. They... Uh, They've got a special gift for you that yeah. uh, pops up uh, a couple days later. All right, next up on the mailbag, we've got Mike from Fullerton. No relation to Ferg Dog, Danny. This is not. This could not None. be Ferg Dog. This is Mike from Fullerton in Southern California, home of the Titans, the Cal State Fullerton Titans, whose rival Cal State is UC Irvine. Fullerton. The, the Anteaters. Uh, Mike in Fullerton writes and he says, Hey, Ben and Danny G, did you guys hear Mexico banned all shark cage tourism? I did not hear that. Is that true? Uh, I didn't hear that either. He says, Do you regret not getting in the water with a great white shark while you had the chance? And speaking of the ocean, do either of you have any good fireboat stories? I'd love to hear one. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's all. Oh, there you, you go. started this, man. Yeah, last week. Last week you mentioned you had some San Francisco fireboat no, This is fire one of the all-time story. great stories. Oh, look at that. We're running out of time. No, we have no, a big no. guest this coming is, up. We're going to have to blow off the guest. This is a better story. <laughs> so I'm going to go way back. I'm going to date myself. Over here, here Lee no, Mayock. No, we no, need no, the guest no, right no, now. Lee, we're good. We don't need uh, No, we, we're all right. We don't need <laughs> nothing. We're, we're solid. So I'm going to go back to when they opened up the new ballpark in San Francisco, the Giants' new stadium, right. which at that oh, time, yeah, it was called Pac Bell at yeah. the time it opened. So I was doing local radio, and we thought Dodgers and Giants, great rivalry. This was a huge deal. The Giants had played at Candlestick Park for a long, long time. The new ballpark, beautiful stadium. And so we did a promotion. The Dodgers opened up the stadium against the Giants. And so we all went up. The, the marketing guys had this great idea. We're going to go in a pirate ship in McCovey Cove outside the ballpark. We didn't know it was McCovey Cove. We just were going in the water outside the ballpark, and we're going to you know, show where we're with the kings of the Giants ballpark or whatever it was. So I'm on a boat with Dave Smith, the guy that I did the show with, Vic the Brick, and uh, – who's a big radio star at AM570. If you're not familiar with Vic the Brick around the country, he worked at Fox Sports Radio. So Vic was there. There were some of the other hosts that were part of this, and there were a bunch of sponsors. And so the bit, we were broadcasting live from the pirate ship, and we're going around the water there. It's beautiful. It was perfect. It was a day game. It was perfect weather. It was awesome. What could go wrong? So, and of course, Vic, and I believe it was A. Martinez, who's become a big star in public radio. He does, like, public radio uh, nationally, I believe. Uh, but A. Martinez and Vic were dressed up as pirates, and we are cruising through, and everyone's having a great time through the waterway right there outside the ballpark. And we see a San Francisco fireboat 
off in the distance. We're like, okay, whatever. And the fireboat comes at us and uh, turns on the all of the hoses from the fireboat to flood to flood our boat. So you see people, these are big-time business people who are big sponsors of the radio station, jumping underneath <laughs> trying to get away from the water. You do, I had no idea, Danny. I admit I'm naive on this one. It looks, when you're looking at a fireboat, it looks really majestic, the water streaming out. It is an insane amount of money when it's, rain, when it's coming down on top of your head there, the, the water from the fire hoses. It's nuts. It's absolutely insane. Now, why was this going on? Because uh, KNBR had, I don't know whether they knew somebody at the fire department or something like that. They thought, okay, oh, radio rivalry. They dissed you. Yeah, so we're going to get these idiots dressed up as pirates. Wow. <laughs> it was the funny, Vic the Brick, I will never forget till my last breath here. Vic's one of the great characters. I'll never forget him standing up in a, totally disheveled in a pirate costume, soaking wet <laughs> and, and furious. It was his first shower oh, in weeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. It was nutso. It was absolutely nutso, uh, Danny. And uh, so that is my fireboat story on the mailbag. A good job by you, Mike. See, I, I was worried. I was, if somebody didn't bring that up, I was not going to, I was not going to bring it up. But but he did. Uh, next up on the mailbag, we have Barry in Nashville, the Music City. Barry writes in. He says, yo, yo, ma, Benny. I'm sure you have told this story, but I don't recall it. Can you tell us how you ended up meeting and befriending the great Fred Dreyer? Yeah. Uh, oh. Well, Fred was actually a listener to the show, and we have mutual friends. And so uh, that's that's how that that happened. Fred was like, you know, he's up late sometimes, and he was listening, and uh, and then uh, a friend we had a mutual friend who introduced me, and then we had Fred on, and Fred's come on a few times. It was great having him on this week. Some of those old school stories about the seventies and the eighties that he was telling was awesome. It was amazing. All right, well that's a good for the mailbag right now, right? Yeah, I think we have a guest stepping up. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is 
finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. All right, and that guest is here now. Former Long, Eagle. That's right, and, and New Orleans. He won yeah. Super Bowls with both those teams. Yeah. And, uh, and now he's, he's, he's hanging out on Radio Row, or what was it, Media, Media Center Row? Yeah. That doesn't sound as good to me. Nah, Malcolm nah. Jenkins is in the house. <laughs> yeah. There he is right there. Malcolm, welcome. Oh, what's going on, fellas? Yeah, the, I appreciate you putting some respect on it. <laughs> that's right. The one and only. There is no sequel. Yeah. Yeah? You you enjoying this? How many of these things have you done? Too many. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, let's see. If I played 13 years, I played in two Super Bowls, so that means 11. This would be 12 now. Yeah. yeah 12. Nice. So are you gonna go to, you're not going to go autopilot on us, are you? No, 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 no. no, no, no I'm no, good. No? I'm good. Yeah. I'm still, I just yeah. had a coffee. I'm good. All good right. to go. You didn't study like sportscliche.com back when you were playing and all <laughs> no. that. No, you didn't, you, didn't, you didn't do that. You kept it real there. Yeah. So you, you know you, you've Obviously, you just played it not that long ago. You, you're now done, but you you still know a bunch of these guys, right? Mm-hmm. Is it is it awkward? You're more, pulling for Philadelphia, I would assume. Obviously, but yeah, 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 yeah it's a sure. no brainer. Yeah. yeah, but it's a different team. Like yeah. you know, it's only the guys that I played with. You got the Kelsey, um, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, um, a few of the younger guys, Devontae Maddox, uh, CJ Garner Johnson. I was with in New Orleans, and um, super excited about what he's doing in Philly. But, you know, other than that, everybody else is kind of – actually, I'm lying. Josh Sweat was there. Marcus Look at Evans that. Was there. All yeah. of a sudden, you're so many. I'm like, yeah, now I'm like, hold up. I'm lying. Team, yeah, These are all team. my guys. Right. It's just a lot of the young talent, <laughs> yeah. the new guys, you know, I don't know. But um, they've got a strong core of players that, you know, have been there and been able to kind of, you know, keep the culture uh, intact. Yeah. So I, I have some buddies that do radio in Philadelphia. They tell me. I didn't. I heard you were coming up. They, the love affair between the Eagle fans and you in Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. What? Not that they didn't love you in New Orleans, right? You played there yeah. multiple times. But what was it like for you? Because there was like this bond. The way they loved the way that you played they, yeah. in Philadelphia. What was that like? Then? Well, I'm from New Jersey, so okay. so right. I understood you know a few things about what it means to you know grow up in that kind of area, yeah. um, and I embodied that in my play. And so I, you know I knew. <laughs> trying to come and play safety for Philadelphia, the automatic thing people are going to do is compare you to Brian Dawkins. And when I looked at what he did, he just played with phenomenal passion. You know, wasn't afraid of anybody. He was a smaller guy. Um, well, he played like a giant, but realistically he was, you know, not the biggest safety out there, but played like a giant. And so for me, you know, I made up my mind that I was just going to do me. I was going to talk trash. I was not going to back down from anybody. I'll fight if I need to. 
And those are the things really that Philadelphia values. That's their fan base, right? Yeah. And yeah. I think that's what made that connection so special between me and the city. And then obviously all of the things that I've I've dove head first into trying to make um, you know, an impact on that city in a positive way in the community in, in every aspect that I could. And I and it came back to me, you know, with, with love. So I think it's the reciprocity there that um you just don't get to see with, you know, a ton of players. And and for me it's been phenomenal. Outstanding. And where do you spend most of your time since playing? Yeah, so I'm I'm split between New Orleans and Philadelphia. My kids are down in, in New Orleans, so I'm there most of the time, but nice. I'm finding every opportunity that I can to give back up. What you think about Derek Carr and the Saints and maybe it working out for, for Derek to go there to New Orleans? I mean, it's a good situation. You know, they they are looking for just – some stability at the quarterback position, a, a veteran who's proven that can do some things, good locker room guy. Yeah. Um, the Saints have a hell of a defense. They've For the last three, four years, they've had a defense that's only really yeah. gotten better. They just need, you know, some, some balance to play, be able to play complementary football week in and week out. And I think, you know, it's been rough the last few years between Drew retiring, him, you know, being a little bit older in his career, him getting banged up, and then two years in a row they've had quarterbacks banged up. It's just been rough. So, yeah, I, I mean, quarterback is obviously something they need to address if the Saints want to have any success. Yeah. I want to go back to the way that you play. Like the NFL, it's changed. It's changed as you've been playing. Yeah. It's changed. Like, wh- what do you think is going to happen you know, five years from now, ten years? If you were in charge, what would you do? To, oh, if I was in charge, yeah. I would find quarterbacks and ball carriers for getting knocked out and getting hurt. Because, the <laughs> yeah. fin- like, I would always get mad when they throw a ball across the middle, and my job is to – not allow you to catch the ball, but then I get fined. Yeah. For, well, what about these rules with the tackling? Like, yeah, how, how are you in real time? I don't. I mean, I I played high school football. You played really good, but I don't understand. Like, how are you supposed to in a, in a millisecond? Uh, like, it's, let your it's hands impossible. up. It's a yeah. joke. I mean, but but realistically, the NFL always responds to his fan base, right? So when things happen, T.O. got hurt way back in the day, and what they do, they banned horse collar tackles, yeah. right? The wrong. Their star player gets hurt, they'll change rules for that. Uh, you know, when things are coming out and the game gets a little bit too violent, they'll change the game for that, right? Just yeah. because the fans, whatever they say, they'll respond to in a league. The NFL does that better than any league or business <laughs> out there. Spins a narrative, changes it so people can feel connected to the game and still watch it and feel good about it, um, regardless of what it really means for the players. Yeah, yeah. But when you're when – you're, some of those penalties, as you, your reaction, you're like – you're looking at the officials, like, what did I – you look at the replay. You're like, what is that? But but some of those things are necessary. Like and like you said, it's changed a lot even while I was playing. Yeah, I came yeah. in 2009, and you know it was still a little bit of old school where you're trying to like tee off on guys. Uh, and I realized that like I was hurting myself a lot trying to hurt other people. Yeah. Right. And then do you see what Seattle was doing? They changed more to like a gator roll type of tackle. Uh, a rugby-style tackle that gets your head out of the way. And I changed to that, and mm. next thing you know, I didn't miss a game for eight straight seasons just because I played the game different, more cognizant about my own health. Yeah. And it's important. So I, I think there's a little bit of balance, but I do think some of, some of the things that they do don't make any sense. Uh, even, you know, we, when they did the whole heads-up football campaign, Playing with your head up saves your neck, not your. That don't stop you from getting concussions, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. But, but it makes us feel better about it. But <laughs> is there really a way? Like we talk about this on, on the the radio show I do. You can't totally make football safe. There's always no. Be it's some not risk, safe. right? No, so, it's, it's not a safe game. What are we, to what play. Are we doing here? Then? Yeah, yeah you know, there's no like, safe 
way to play the game. You will get hurt. It's a hundred yeah. percent injury rate. Every single player who plays football will get hurt. Yeah. You have to, and it's, so it's just about the severity yeah. uh, and the types of injuries that you have. We can deal with muscles and, and lower extremities, but mm. we talk about your quality of life moving on from the game. That's where you're looking at your brain. Um, your your organs and, and the way you take care of your body, what you put into your body, those things I think are very important. And Brock Purdy found that out real fast. <laughs> yeah, against yeah. that Eagles D line. Yeah. Do you think they're gonna get to Mahomes often? A hundred percent. I mean, you know that's the game plan, right? He's. I mean, obviously we'll see what his health looks like with uh, a larger gap now, two weeks off before uh, having to play another game with that ankle. But you got to imagine that the the Eagles' entire game plan is going to yeah. be get to Patrick Mahomes as fast as possible. But I think you know. Pat is smart, man. Patrick knows what he's doing. He knows how to get the ball out of his hands. He knows how to manipulate the defense. Uh, and and I think what the Eagles need to do mostly is keep him from extending the play. If they can keep him from going off schedule uh, and get pressure on him that way, I think they'll be. I think they'll have you know all the success that they want. Now, what about Jalen Hurts here? Because he's not in some of these playoff games. He hasn't played particularly great. The numbers aren't wonderful. The numbers are small. It's a he's, small he's, small sample size. He plays the game. The way it needs to be played. He's, yeah. he's not worried about the stats or the only stat that matters is did they win and how much did they win by? Yeah. A lot. So <laughs> it's like if you're the quarterback and y'all win by 24 or more, what do you mean you so didn't you're play pun- well? You were punching back, Malcolm, against the criticism of Jalen Hurts that had been bouncing around a little yeah, bit. This they, they want it to look a certain way, but mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts' game has never looked like what people want it to look that like. That is true. And that's yeah, what yeah, that's yeah. really the whole rhetoric around him. Yeah. And that's why I really enjoy his ability to just stay poised and focused on what matters, right? And the wins are all that matter, right? And, and all, that's all he's done every single day is show up, answer the questions, go to work, and perform, and win. Now, so, speaking of what matters, you're an author. Yeah, congratulations! <laughs> nice. Thank you. Thank That's you. uh, you've got a new book coming out. Is this week? Is this the? Uh, I, I, we announced it this week. Okay, it comes out. Uh, it comes out in November, but okay. people can pre-order it now. Any major book retailer, Amazon. Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, called uh, "What Winners Won't Tell You: Lessons from a Legendary Defender." Is this in the can now? Have you already written it, or you're yeah. still in the process? Okay, it's already what, written. Because I I wanted to write a book. I've been talking to people. It's a pain in the butt to do this, right? It, I mean, it it's is, a lot of work. It's a labor of love for yeah. sure. But Ben I, would have almost all pictures. <laughs> But it's, you know, the hardest part is, yeah, coming up with what you want to say. Like, what is your yeah. message? And understanding that, like, not everything is going to fit in the book, right? It's not my whole life. It's not an expose or a tell-all. But realistically, I just finished a 13-year career, done a lot of different things in that span of time, have a lot of different experiences, and... It's like, how do I contextualize and crystallize all of that mm-hmm. and, and be able to disseminate that in ways that can help people? So, you know, I'm a single father dealing with, you know, all of the pressures of being a dad. People can relate to that, you know, whether it be athletes who want to understand what it takes to be great or the business side of sports. People want to know those th- th- things. Leadership. Um, you know, there's so many different things that I've learned. And, and what I've done is t- taken all of those lessons and, and just really telling my story kind of through this this uh, weave of my family, my career, uh, and business. And you got Tom Brady. He's doing the uh, – how did you get him? He's, he's doing the uh, beginning, the forward. Yeah, he's doing the forward. Huh? Yeah. How about that? Nah, that was a long shot. Were you friends, <laughs> were you, were you friends with him? I mean, you, 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 it must have been I mean, a we're friendly, yeah. 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 You know, okay. we – He's been by far the, my favorite person to compete against my entire career. Just I've got so much respect for who he is as a competitor, 
what he's done. And, and it's not really until he just retired where you really sit back and take inventory yeah. of the fact that I got to compete my entire career against probably the greatest quarterback that will ever play this game. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, when I reach out, it, it was definitely a long shot. Um, I think the last time – I think it helps that the last significant game we played, he won. <laughs> right that that helped a little bit sure, so sure, uh, sure. Uh, but no nah, i think i think we we have a mutual respect for you know each other's game and and how we approach the game how we approach our locker rooms our teammates and just what we mean to the game of football yeah you think he's going to come back and play again? No, nah, I think nah. he's done for real. This is time. real. You're yeah, not going to come back he... three months from now. We're not going to see him back. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I can't say for a hundred percent, but I think yeah. I would. If I was a betting man, I would say I think he's. I think he's finally putting it down. What about the TV stuff? You think he'll he'll do that? Really, he'll go forward with that? Yeah. Now yeah. that stuff, I don't know how long he'll like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, a lot of these guys were struggling with it. You know, like yeah. I, even you saw Drew. Uh, had a play and he stepped down from it. It's mm-hmm. you know it's one of those things that I think as players we're in it and so it's very easy to talk about the game, yeah. but television is a little different when you got to start criticizing guys yeah. and coming yeah. up with hot takes and all yeah. those things. That's why Joe Montana couldn't do it way back <laughs> yeah. in the day. He didn't yeah. want to criticize. Didn't want to criticize people, people he played with. Yeah, well, and that's that's part of you it. like it though. You're loquacious, right? You got the no, gift I, it's, it's, <laughs> I got to give a gap, but I'm the same way. I don't really. I know how hard it is. I yeah. know how hard these players work. I know how competitive the talent is. Yeah. And so it's hard for me to say, oh, this person sucks or this yeah. person's not good. <laughs> no. And it's because it's all relative, right? It's yeah. Yeah, and relatively to the best in the world. Yeah. Or to a Devontae Adams, yes, that guy looks yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like no, trash. For, for sure, for sure. All right, well, well, we'll get you out of here on that, Malcolm. Thank you. And again, the book, if you want to get it, it's not available until November. You can pre-order. You can pre-order, yep. Pre-order yeah. the book. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like a great book. Uh, what Winners Won't Tell You, Lessons from a Legendary Defender, and a beloved Philadelphia Eagle and a bunch of Pro Bowls and all that and good stuff. And speaking of that, I know you're going to pick the Eagles. You got a score, though? Uh, I, th- I don't think it'll be close. Uh, I think they'll win. I think they'll win. I, actually, I think they'll win by a touchdown. I don't know what score. Okay. But they'll win by a touchdown, but it, it won't be close, though. They'll be in control. It'll be a late score. It'll be a late score that'll make it within seven, but I think they'll be in control. I'm going to awesome. put my son's college money on that pick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There it is. Don't, don't come looking for me. It don't work <laughs> All out. All right. There he is, the great Malcolm Jenkins. Uh, and that will do us for us. Danny, thank yes. you. Radio Row, we are out of here now. Back to the reality of the day-to-day grind. That's right. See you back uh, on Fox Sports Radio. Yes. You'll be back in I'll L.A. Be on, talking about yeah. the Super Bowl tonight on the overnight uh, all over the country there, 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. Eastern time, uh, coast to yeah, coast. Yeah, and I'll be back on Afternoon Drive with Covino and Rich on Monday afternoon, and then the podcast will jump back into effect next weekend, so yes. can't wait for that. Absolutely. Have a great rest of your day. Enjoy the Super Bowl, and we will catch you next time. Later, skater. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.